Good day, Snake Eyes Battalion soldiers and families uh, that are tuning in today for our third episode of the Snake Eyes Battalion podcast. Um, so we have a very uh, different type of topic that I wanted to discuss today. And I brought in one of, one of my favorite books. Um, and it's a very easy, simple book. It's very short. It's very small. And it's a book that I've had for many, many years. And I've used it to kind of use, use it as a, a, a way to kind of shape um, how I communicate and how I treat uh, other folks uh, that, I, that I meet along the way. And that is George Washington's Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior. Um, you know, as a, as a young schoolboy in Virginia, George Washington took his very first steps towards greatness by copying out of hand a list of 110 rules of civility and decent behavior in, the co in company and conversation. These are based on a 16th century set of precepts compiled for young gentlemen by Jesuit instructors. And those rules of civility were one of the earliest and most powerful forces to shape our country's uh, very first president. So most of these rules deal with details of etiquette. They offer different types of lessons and learned learned lessons that he learned along the way on issues on how to how to dress, how to walk, how to eat in public, and how to address other folks that you encounter. But on a larger scale, they kind of help us dictate how we should treat each other. And I think now more than ever, the basic fundamental concept of treating other people with dignity and respect is so incredibly powerful. It's a topic that is more significant and powerful now, and it's about becoming a better person, becoming better citizens, and it's not just about becoming better citizens. So uh, I sent out uh, Sergeant First Class Lytelt, who was our career counselor here in the Snake Eyes Battalion, to go and ask soldiers out on their PAT sites, out in the motor pool, out in their work areas and workspaces uh, to see what soldiers thought about some of these basic rules of civility and decent behavior. Sergeant Lights Out, what did, how, did, how did it go? Oh, ma'am, it went well. Uh, we, we did get a variety of uh, different backgrounds to come up and actually talk. Uh, some were prepared, some weren't, but that's okay. Uh, I, I, the overall intent, ma'am, um, that you gave us, uh, I, I believe we met it. And I believe that we have a formation of very intelligent soldiers and leaders uh, at all levels. Uh, but for this podcast, uh, we went from uh, PFC to sergeants. And let me tell you, ma'am, they have a lot to say about this. Commander Sergeant Major, what do you think? So, you know, I find it uh, comical when you say that some of them were prepared for it and some of them weren't. And let me tell you why. Because that's how I feel when I look at this book. So I love this book. I've never seen this book until uh, Colonel Clemente showed it to me. Uh, I actually, sadly, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for saying I, I had never even heard of it. So, you know, she showed this to me and, and you go through these rules and, and it is so interesting to read them. And, and it really gives you a, a good understanding of why we are and why soldiers are the way that they are today. Those, those little rules, you know, that some soldiers say, why do we do that? Why do I have to say make way if somebody wants to walk through that, that's of, of, you know, higher rank? Why do I have to follow these little rules, you know, when I was in basic training in AIT when it came to eating? Why do I have to do some of these things? And I believe that a lot of that was established, you know, with, with or through, you know, this book right here. 
But when you read it, there are some that you look at, and I and I say to myself, what in the world are they saying? Uh, and, you know, everybody kind of has a different uh, take on it. And and so when you say that some of them were prepared and some of them weren't, well, I get it because I, I, there's, you know, there's some that I don't think I would be prepared for either. Um, but what is interesting is is when you hear these soldiers and, and leaders and Sergeant Lightell speak about this, you know, everybody's perspective and understanding of the rule, you know, is, 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 is slightly different. And that, I think, is the awesome thing about it. It's, it's how do you take it? How do you understand it? How do you apply it? And regardless if it's the same or if it's a little bit different, it's still right. It's still accurate and it still has meaning and purpose. So I, I just thought this thing is just awesome. And I, and I was super excited to hear, you know, which rules soldiers soldiers pick, leaders pick within the battalion and how do they interpret it? Um, because it's, it's just so, it's just so unique to me. And I think that this was an awesome thing, uh, for you to bring to the soldiers, ma'am, um, to, to, to allow soldiers to see something different. Uh, and, and to my understanding from what we heard on the podcast and what Sergeant Lytell talked about, they really enjoyed it. So ma'am, I, I just think this thing is awesome. I, I can't wait. We're going to take a listen to it. I know we have that uh, recording of Sergeant Lytelt out there on the street, out on the sites. He was able to speak with Sergeant Neal from HHB, uh, Corporal Tariski, and PFC Demi from Bravo Battery, and then also uh, Specialist Montano uh, from uh, the maintenance company, from Echo Company. So let's just have a quick listen, folks, and then uh, and we'll come back to you at the end and, uh, and give you some reflections about uh, what some of these brilliant soldiers uh, wiser than their years mm. uh, have brought to the table regarding George Washington's rules of civility and decent behavior. All right, good morning everybody in podcast land. Uh, my name is Sergeant First Class Flight Tell. I have group one with me. Um, we'll just start off with brief introduction. So uh, I'm Sergeant First Class Flight Tell again and I'm the battalion career counselor and I'll be your host for today's podcast. Starting from my left we have I'm Corporal Zerisky. I'm assistant squad leader for Bravo's launch platoon. I'm PFC Demi. Um, I'm Bravo. I'm in Bravo Battery, and I'm an EPP crewman. Good morning, podcast. I'm Sergeant Neal. I'm represent HHB um, ad admin training. Um, also slash ninety two golf culinary specialist. One of the last three remaining in eighty eight battalion. All right. Uh, so we're going to get started here uh, real quick. So. Uh, Quick in brief. Uh, so we have the battalion commander's one of her books of George Washington's rules of civility and decent behavior and company and conversation. She usually hands this book out to uh, officers that arrive to the unit and uh, battery and company command teams. And it, this is one of her favorite books. And I say fave books because we have multiple discussions about these. And within inside the book, there are 110 rules. All right. Uh, this book really goes all the way back to Spanish conquistadors uh, back in the 1500s. And what it talks about is how to be somebody who is civil in society and uh, to show courtesy to one another, uh, a, a form of respect. So it draws back on the army values. Okay. And I also have another book I downloaded, a more recent book. It's written by uh, Stephen Seltzer. And it's entitled Civility, George Washington's 110 Rules for Today. Uh, you can find this on Amazon Books in either digital or hard copy version. Uh, so I'm going to be referencing both of them, 
but we're going to kick it off today and uh, we will start from my left of uh, the panel's right uh, was Corporal T and give me a number from 1 to 110. So let's try 35. 35. Any reason why you say 35? Uh, well, I've been going through the book a little bit and this one's kind of, I like how straight to the point is. Like you um, were discussing a little earlier before we started that um, George actually wrote this book quite young, copying it over. Yeah. So it's kind of neat to see uh, what he'd like to put into it. And it just kind of, it, it struck with me just for how simple it is in terms of all the other rules, because all the other rules really go in depth okay. to how he was feeling. I like that. All right, so I'll read it, then you give me your thoughts on it. Absolutely. All right. So number 35, let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. So what does that mean to you? So it's it's really so for, let's say, uh, Army day in, day out kind of uh, activities, right? I would say you have your orders, you have your um, daily tasks to complete. It's kind of easier to be direct and make sure everyone understands exactly what the mission is that day. And uh, the fact that it's short and comprehensive, it's it kind of speaks to that. You know, being as, uh, speaking everything as direct as you can. Everyone's on the same page and it's, it's, it also kind of quickens it. Do you think it applies to like a work culture today? I believe so. Yeah. More so, because uh, especially the discourse with men of business kind of strikes that of being uh, more business kind of related. Okay. So, All right. I'm going to get you two guys in on your thoughts here in a second. I want to take a little piece from uh, Mr. Seltzer's book. I'll read it to you guys so that they have more dialogue. So he wrote, uh, as noted in the introduction, please bear in mind that 250 years ago, all generic pronouns and nouns were in the masculine. Of course, the rules should, show, should now be considered gender neutral. This rule is even more relevant today because we have less time. It's true that most of us may live longer, but we have less unscheduled time in each day. So strive for conscious in your consciousness in your voice and mail messages, emails, social media posts, and texts. Be short and to the point in the business communication with depends on a dialect uh, balance between substance and barbarity. When you make a presentation, know your material so well you can boil it down to assessments. It is considerate to waste. It is inconsiderate to waste time of others. All right. So, uh, PSC Demi, what, give me your thoughts. Um, on the, on the, well, just uh, just on Rule Thirty Five. Let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. What are your thoughts? My thoughts. I agree with uh, Corporal that um, make sure like like if you're a platoon sergeant or, or a commander that if if your thoughts are short and comprehensible not so only your leadership understands but for new soldiers coming in it would make the soldiers understand how how their job works how to do it without with the least amount of questions not that questions are bad mm -hmm. but that you can be reliable okay <laughs> all right what do you think Sarnia? So for me, and agreeing with both of these other two uh, to my right, um, I believe that on a macro level, um, there's this old saying, uh, it's kind of a cliche, but you know, it's, it's say what you mean and mean what you say. So with that, it means you know, being direct and upfront 
not giving a lot of room to, you know, dig. And it also displays confidence in what you're trying to convey. And when you have that aspect and what you're trying to say, I think it goes for a more effective way of communication and getting the, you know, message across and getting the mission, whatever the mission may be, whether it's in the military, outside the military, getting that accomplished. Okay. So how do you guys feel about this drawing back to civility and decent behavior with inside a conversation? Uh, you know, it says be, you know, let your discourse with somebody, discourse, you know, and interpreting that being like objectively, you objective, you have a, a different understanding of what somebody's saying with uh, men of business be short and comprehensive. Really just kind of expedites, you know, uh, to further, you know, talk about other topics. Mm-hmm. So you have your discussions, and um, if everybody's on the same page, like uh, Sergeant was saying too, the confidence in it and uh, understanding it, especially, it just it really just gets on. It expedites the the conversation even more. Okay. With, with whatever is happening, whether it be business or just discussion in general. Right. If, if we go back on the decent behavior part, it really just kind of applies all those things to it. Okay, I like it. All right, PSC Jimmy, give me a number, excluding 35 now. You can't pick the same one. Uh, one through 100, 110. 56. 56. Why 56? When I was researching, that was like the one that stood out to me the most. And it was easy, mm-hmm. but it also applies to every aspect of life. Okay, all right. So I'll go ahead and read it, then uh, give me your thoughts. All right, number 56. Associate yourself with men of good quality. If you esteem your own reputation, for it is better to be alone than in bad company. That's nice. I like that. that is a good quote. It's kind of like... Uh, well, let me get his thoughts real quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when I was reading it, I put it into terms of civilian life and in the army life. Mm-hmm. So in the army life, if you put yourself with people of good qualities people good leadership you can get far in your career get promoted you get rewards and but if you associate yourself with people of bad qualities people who don't care then you're going to fall into that crowd and for me what i experience is people who do bad things that don't care and they encourage you to do it you fall in with them because they tell you I haven't got caught doing this or anything. But as soon as you think, oh, they haven't got caught doing it, so I can do it, that's that's the moment that you get caught. And in the civilian world, it's you can become a successful businessman, have a nice family, get far in life just with the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And even in a collegiate uh, perspective, mm-hmm. while you're in college and you're taking online courses and stuff, there's many websites out there that you can use that will give you the answer or you could put the question out there and have somebody you know uh, quote unquote tutor you but you know for you to go to school it's not for you to get a degree it's for you to get the higher education Mm -hmm. you know to be more of a uh, person that can give back to society you know to reach that higher level of knowledge and stuff so you were getting ready to say something. I'm sorry I interrupted no, you yeah, before. I'm sorry. So I'm go sorry. ahead, finish your thought. It's it's kind of like a, another saying. It's like if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You know. So what, okay. uh, what he was saying is exactly is perfect. You 
kind of want to associate yourself with people who share your own values and merits. And, mm-hmm. and if um, going back with the being respectful, it's just, it's a all case of perspective, like you were saying. Absolutely. Yeah, good merits and values, you know, you can share them too. So it's just kind of um, what you said was perfect. Yeah. It's perfectly on point for that. What do you think, Sarah, Neil? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I second both of your uh, sentiments with that. Um, I also say, you know, there's, again, there's another saying that, you know, bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, in, in terms of that, when you think about a personal you know, sphere of influence, you know, if you want to be successful, you know, you go find the people that have already somewhat paved this trail for you. Um, that way, you know, you want to glean the wisdom that they have in order for you to get to where you're trying. If everybody's, if everybody's in the same boat, going the same direction, uh, you're ultimately going to get to your direction. And, you know, if you're by yourself, I don't know. It's like if you're by yourself trying to get to a direction, I, I think of it in terms of you're, you're going to probably end up getting lost or you're going to end up getting off the boat. But if you have people that are with you, encouraging you, you know, keeping you on the same mindset, then you're more than likely going to be successful in the direction that you're trying to go. So, right. So in general perspective, you know, it's successful people hanging around successful people because they want to be successful. Right. right. You know, people who are not pursuing something in life, um, you know, they may not be a bad person uh, right. to speak, but, you know, they may not be the person who's goal oriented. You know, it goes back to our uh, resiliency training, you know, set a goal for yourself, you know, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, you know, have that short term plan right. and that long term plan, you know, but it absolutely you got to be aware of who you surround yourself by. You know, uh, I'm going to take this passage from uh, Mr. Seltzer's book. Uh, a couple of truisms are apply here. You are judged by the company you keep, and if you lie down with dogs, you will rise up with fleas. Associate yourself with people who are truly civil, honest, truthful, caring, loyal, trustworthy, and empathetic. Be a person who can be counted on, and count on people like yourself. Remember, even the list of friends you have on social media can be considered the company you keep and are available for all to see. So that brings up a good point. When's the last time, and th- you don't have to answer this, you know, think about the last time you scrolled through all your friends that you have on a uh, social media account. Uh, do you still have that same considered friends list? Are, are they really your friends? Are they somebody that you share the same values? And how would you feel if somebody read one of your friends posts and they associated you with what they said? Think about that. So social media etiquette, right? So how do you, in a daily perspective, how do you teach somebody social media etiquette in your own words? I'll go with you, Sarnia. Teaching some people uh, social media etiquette, in this day and age especially, I know that I get it, it's kind of hard. I mean, there's, there's a lot of heavy topics out there that, you know, they go viral and a lot of people have different ideas and perspectives. And, you know, on a lot of things, there's really no right or wrong answer. It's just, you know, how people feel. So with that, in terms of etiquette, first of all, I think that's, you know, some of, a lot of etiquette is learned. You know, it's a learned perspective. It's coming, it comes from your, your upbringing, the people you come in contact from, your parents, or just, your, you know, your general sphere of influence. 
So when you put stuff out there, you know, I think you have to understand that first of all, it sticks. And depending on what you say, you know, that can take a hit upon your reputation. And then also when it comes to social media, how much you get out there and how much you say, you know, your words carry weight. You know, you can either bring somebody up or tear somebody down just by based upon what you say. So, you know, with that, if you're a person that maintains, you know, um, positivity in your conversations, you maintain that track record, you know, there's, it's hard for to define the cracks as far as, you know, um, any negativity in what you say. So I just, I say in terms of, you know, social media, just try to maintain, you know, a healthy balance with positivity and keeping a circle that's not, you know, negative. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the way you kind of got to look at it in terms of social media. Okay. What about you? Um, I think when you mentioned um, your upbringing, mm -hmm. I think in, in social media, your friend group, because on my Facebook, I have my parents' friends and I have my friends. Mm -hmm. But whatever I post, people that know me and know my family, if yeah. it's negative or positive, that reflects on how my parents raised me. Mm -hmm. That reflects how I, the image that I put out of, mm -hmm. of the people that raised me. Mm -hmm. So I think that whatever you post, it like you said, it sticks. Mm -hmm. You can't, nothing's ever really deleted. We've all heard that. Yes. So... Just think about what you're gonna say before you say, even if it is an opinion. Right. Words mean things. Word it differently. So, like like a podcast, like you can start a conversation, mm -hmm. get other people's opinions. Yeah. But I think social media etiquette would be just thinking about the people that you're associated with right. and your family, what your family would do before kind of you like, post them. It's like support you have mm -hmm. the whole time. It's really important. Yeah. Go ahead, man. It's um, your thought. It's really just having awareness and shielding yourself from things that you know you don't want to associate yourself with and right. just kind of pushing away or even intervening with those people you don't agree with if you can, if you have that choice. But um, I like what you said because it, it's having that support, the people behind you that you're reflecting off and how that, um, how that character shows through what you're posting and what they can see. So I would say just awareness and, you know, yeah, being aware of the different things you can and cannot say so mm -hmm. it's very important okay it's kind of like social media is an extension of you not a separate person yeah. so you can't post something on social media and somebody say hey man i saw you post this uh, why'd you post that and, you know it's right. offensive you know and you, you can't say oh like well no, i was just in the moment and stuff you know that's in the past but when somebody reads it it's definitely in the present and people don't look at you differently from who you are in person and who you are on social media. That is the same person. That's why it's important to go back to uh, your point, Damien, that it, who, what you post, you got to think about it. You know, you got to take a breath, you know, step away from a conversation on post, uh, posting something and then come back to it. You know, maybe you have a different perspective, you know. So, okay, sorry, Neil. Excluding the previous numbers, give me a number one, to 110. So I will arbitrarily just select 37. 37. Why 37? And it's arbitrary. Um, sounds good. I like 37. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take 37. All right. <clears throat> Going into blind here. All right. 
37. And speaking to men of quality, do not lean nor look them full in the face, nor approach too near them, at least keep a full pace from them. I want to give you the book so you can read it. Hearing and reading is uh, different parts of the brain, different levels of understanding. So you two had your phones out, so I'm not saying you're cheating. Nobody told you you couldn't do it. <laughs> it's, it's nice to review. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. All right, so this is what I get for picking an arbitrary 37. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to read it again. So in speaking to men of quality, do not lean nor look them in full in the face nor approach too near them. At least keep full pace from them. So as I reread this and I think about it, I think about it in terms of you know what it means to actually respect the person that you know that knows more than you, that's been where you're trying to go. So I think it takes you know an amount of humbleness. And approaching this type of people, if you come humble and you come correct, I think there's more you can gain from them. And if you show that respect to them, I think you'll you're more likely glean things that an average person or somebody that comes in too prideful or haughty towards these people, you might not, they might not get the opportunity to get what you get from them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's kind of the way I look at it. Okay. What do you think about it, Corporal? Uh, it, it almost seems like uh, to not to not distract. You know, not to intervene with um, what they were going about doing anyway. Like you were saying, the respect is there. Um, to me, that's that's, that's kind of what it sounds like. It's um, just not, try not to interrupt and intervene with what they're doing, but take take everything that you can get from them. You know, uh, taking a step back and reflecting off of their actions, what they say, uh, respecting them, and just yeah. Okay. Before I get your thoughts, and I want to read from. Uh, Mr. Seltzer's uh, book. Uh, He says, uh, then and now we all need our space. It can be annoying, intimidating, or even threatening to have someone edge up too close to you. Many of us intentionally or unintentionally invade the space of others. A general reminder, different people have different levels of comfort with physical familiarity. Try to tune in and err on the side of respectful distance. Remember that norms around personal space also vary by country and culture. Further, regarding social norms, it is good manners to establish appropriate eye contact with speaking to someone. Do not be the in their face. All right, give me your thoughts. When I first, when you first read it, okay, it kind of sounded like social distancing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to talk about what uh, Sergeant Neil said. Um. It's kind of like just you have people like leadership, people that know more than you. Mm-hmm. And instead of like, say you, you just get out of college mm-hmm. and then you get a job. Don't show up to that job, you know, acting like you like, you know, your job because you don't. Mm-hmm. You just went to school. You, you still have more to learn. So just take a step back and listen. Watch what people are doing mm-hmm. and you'll learn skills and tools that you can use to teach other people coming from college or any walk of life. Nice, okay, I, I, I like that perspective. You know, we talk a lot of military, a lot, you know, but sometimes we remember like this, uh, our uniform, our service uh, ends at some point in time, whether it's through uh, ETSing or or retiring, whatever, um, whatever the case may be, but you know, we have to go back into the, 
uh, non-military lifestyle. Um, we bring the qualities we learn while in uniform into uh, those social environments to uh, try to create more civil uh, conversations and uh, a better people, right? Uh, because we, we don't want to display a wrong set of military values and stuff going on, uh, leaving the military service. So, uh, yeah, so how does this all draw back to, like, how do you talk to somebody if you read this to them and you're trying to teach somebody, uh, maybe new to the unit, because we're in Japan, so there are social norms that um, Japanese use that we're not accustomed to. So how do you use this in light of that? I'll go with Sergeant Mio. What do you think? So I think in terms of that, I think the good you know, rule to follow is that you have to learn to follow before you can lead. And so when I, in saying that, you know, there's a certain approach when it comes to you know having um, learning from people, having a discourse, you have to take the dialectic approach, which means listening. You know, if you want to glean and gain wisdom and things of that nature, you have to listen. You might not agree with everything someone is saying, but in their conversations, there's always going to be something that you can take from that. That is true. You know what I'm saying? Use that and balance it out with things that you may feel and have a healthy, you know, conversation in terms of trying to understand you know, a certain leader or a certain culture, and then using that to grow, you know, amongst yourself. And it ties back into having that healthy sphere of influence, having these people that you can, you know, gain wisdom from and people that can also, you know, correct you in ways and areas that you're, um, that you're wrong or misinformed and things of that nature and be able to be as humble and enough to wait a way to, you know, accept it and grow because you know, iron sharpens iron. So, with that, that's in a nutshell. That's the way I. I look. Okay. All right. Corporate team. It really just takes patience, right? Yeah. And uh, going back to the book, having a re- having resources really helps probably the most. Uh, experience as well, but I think patience and being humble, like Sergeant said, it's um, it's really important. I think patience would be, especially if anybody's coming to the island, mm-hmm. and uh, guidelines of the. Uh, the local population and uh, the way our battalion runs and your unit, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens and a lot of stuff that a leader has to do to integrate the soldier. And sometimes it can not be such a speedy thing. So I say I'd have to exercise my patience quite a bit, you know, <laughs> just, just, just to get them on the same page, you know, and uh, yeah, resources and patience, I think are okay. important. What do you think PFC did? Um, first off, I want to say I want to say that all the numbers that we've all picked kind of ties together. It, it's and, kind of, yeah, I kind of got know, that too. Yeah, yeah. But um, with soldiers coming to Japan, people coming to Japan, or different cultures, uh, I think just taking time and respecting the way other people live is it's not everyone gets to come to Japan. Mm-hmm. So taking what we learned, like the language or the, the culture, like using chopsticks. Like I, I can't use chopsticks, but I'm definitely going to learn how to use chopsticks. You want to be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still so, learn. Five years. Yeah. Still learn. Yeah. So just taking what you learn here, just watching, looking, researching, like using your resources to learn about different cultures that not your family, some people back in the States will never be able to visit mm-hmm. and bringing right. that back and showing them. 
just yeah. taking time and being respectful of how the way other people live. Yeah. Great job, gentlemen. I, I really appreciate your time, your thoughts. Um, we're, we're going to close this group up, but definitely I appreciate your time. I appreciate your thoughts. Um, yeah, thanks for having us. Yep. And I will see you guys later. Hey, Podcast Land, this is Son Lytel, uh, the career counselor for 1188. And with me today, I have Specialist Montano from uh, Echo Company. All right. Uh, today, we're going to change things up a little bit. So, we only have Specialist Montano here today, uh, but we're going to uh, ask him to do uh, two rules for us, and we're going to have a brief dialogue about it. Uh, so, without further ado, uh, we're just going to jump into it. So, Specialist Montano, uh, what's the first rule that you would like to uh, discuss today? Uh, the first one for me would be uh, the 50th, uh, and it says, Be not hasty to believe flying reports to the disparagement of any. All right, what's that mean to you? Uh, to me, when I first read that, or well, first heard it because, you know, listened to it on Audible, uh, to me, it's just basically saying, like, you know, you're going to have people that are going to, you know, spread rumors or say things that might disparage the character or credit of somebody else, right? And to me, what that says is, you know, don't take those, like, straight out the gate, you know, make this, uh, the judge of character yourself rather than take the kind of word of other people. I would say even more to, like, elaborate even further, uh, if anything, take it with a grain of salt. Sometimes people actually do say things that are, you know, kind of truthful, but maybe they add their own little bit of resentment with it. So rather, I would say, take what people say with a grain of salt but at the end of the day ultimately make the decision on somebody else's character yourself okay i'm going to quote uh, uh a gentleman by the name of stephen seltzer he wrote a book um, about george washington's rules uh he said in his book for rule 50 although tabloids like star and the national Enquirer didn't exist 250 years ago rumors and disparaging reports proliferated almost the extent that they do today. Nowadays, we are bombarded with uh, different points in print, on television, and through social media. So much news is coming from unknown and questionable sources. It is imperative that you go to the most true, time-honored sources available. In these days, a prevalent, prevalent, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> a prevalent, prevalent uh, social media uh, rumor mongering and seeking out bad news about public figures, including celebrities, is very common. Some websites and blogs specialize in this content, but instead of focusing on the negative things in other people's lives, focus on the positive things in your own life. So what is your take on what Mr. Seltzer was uh, describing? Well, I mean, I definitely agree with what he's saying. You know, it's very easy to see that on social media or even uh, certain like uh, news stations like, okay, Fox, Fox News, very commonly known to be more right-wing or like a CBS very commonly known to be more left-leaning, right? Um, might put out different kind of articles or reports on certain people that might be the opposite and might put out disparaging information or things that might not be true to their character. So when he's talking about how, you know, you have a lot of like rumor mongering on Facebook or, or well, social media, but I would say Facebook because I use Facebook. Um, I agree with him because it's you see a lot of people you know they, they have their own internalized like resentment and hate for something so they just spit it out on on facebook or maybe snapchat instagram or whatever blah 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 i might be more inclined to just take him for his word rather than looking into it further on right you know looking myself to check it and you know him saying it's best that you go find the to the most you know credible news sources that you can find the the truth about certain things 
I think it kind of correlates to what I was saying, you know, always at the end of the day, uh, find the information and make the choice for yourself at the ultimately at the end of the day, rather than just taking what other people say at face value. So how does somebody um, have a civil conversation with somebody in the workplace uh, when, you know, everybody around us has a social media account for the most part? Mm -hmm. um, how, how do you interact with those with different views that do you see them post on social media um, in the workplace? Do you, uh, in a way, confront them or do you ask them about their posts? What is your take on that? You know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. So me, uh, I work in the GSE, uh, the work with a lot of generator mechanics, AC mechanics and all that. And in the morning, uh, we usually have discussions about like, you know, current events and stuff like that. And some people have different views than I do. And so what we do is, I mean, I feel like too, too, too many people get caught up with their own um, with feelings, I guess, mm -hmm. and they take it from a civil conversation or maybe a discussion about like how they feel on both sides, mm -hmm. and then they start arguing or yelling at each other. The way I do it is I say, okay, here's how um, I feel about the, the situation, X, Y, Z. Uh, this is my interpretation or how I perceive what, you know, what, I, what it is. Maybe I'll throw in my own personal encounters with why I feel a certain way towards whatever the subject is. Mm -hmm. And then I'll say, what's your take on that? You know, you've heard my take. Here's what I had to say about it. Maybe uh, if it's statistic based or something like that, where I can pull up some kind of uh, some information that's unbiased, you know, mm -hmm. irrefutable evidence or something like that. Then I'll pull that out and I'll show them like, well, this is what this says. How do you feel about this? And we kind of go back and forth. The, the main key, I think, is to not attack the other person for their views, mm -hmm. but rather be empathetic or understanding to what they have to say. And then taking that, even if it, you don't like it, maybe take it with a grain of salt. And rather than try to go back and forth, maybe agree to disagree. So mm -hmm. the discourse ends in a positive note rather than on a negative one. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the book, to what we're talking about, you know, decent behavior and company and conversation, respecting another person's point of view and understanding where they're coming from. Uh, you need to know yourself sometimes uh, before you start having these conversations because if you're really true to whatever you believe in uh, you can lose control of your emotions right. and sometimes you need to check yourself and stuff so it's very good point so i like what you said well, let's go on to the next number what, what's your next rule that you picked uh the next one that i really kind of stood out to me was uh 110 110 where it says uh labor to keep alive in your breast that little celestial fire called conscience Oh, that sounds deep. All right, what are your thoughts on that? So I think, uh, you know, the, the book had a lot of very good uh, visual, uh, a lot of visuals in, in the writing, uh, very descriptive about certain things. And uh, saying keeping conscious close to you, the uh, you know, by your breast. When he says breast, you know, I, I was like, why would he say breast? Like, what, what does that even mean? Uh, I think about it being close to your heart. You know, your heart's near like one of your pecs, your breast. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, and the word conscience, meaning, you know, be, being aware of your, I guess, I would say actions or decisions, just being mm -hmm. not aware in general, but just of your decision making. And to me, I think too many people or too often we get kind of caught up with the mundane routine of everyday life that you kind of just go through the motions, you know, you're on autopilot, you don't really think about what you're doing you're just doing it to do it to pass the time or get stuff done mm -hmm. i feel like being consciously aware of what you're doing at all times is a very important thing because it lets you know it, it, it helps you make uh maybe even morally correct decisions maybe you might 
you might not be empathetic to somebody's uh we'll say you're you're an nco right mm -hmm. and you've been having you've been going through the motions all day you know okinawa's really hot you've been working outside on a truck doing maintenance or something a bunch of stupid stuff keeps coming up and then uh this soldier's been having maybe personal problems in his life right his or her life and rather than being empathetic or conscious to what's going on in their life you just, you know, boom, hammer them down and start getting on their case. Like, why the hell did you mess this up? You should be doing, you know, you know better than this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Instead of maybe being conscious, like, maybe there's something more going on and I can take the time, like, you know, take myself out of this situation and then hear what they have to say. I think just having that, him saying celestial fire, I would say it borderlines on the concept of it not just being aware, but maybe having a little bit of morality to it. Yeah, I, uh, that's well said. I want to go to the book and then... I want to get your thoughts on what Mr. Seltzer said. Uh, the final rule points us in the direction of the source of all rules, our conscious. It is aptly referred to in the rule as the spark that must be kept alive. If your fire is extinguished, your compass is gone, and you will lose your way on the trail of life. Learn to know and appreciate the difference between right and wrong. Then do the right thing no matter how large or small. To see what is right and not and not to do it the ancient philosopher confucius said is want of courage, courage. so what are your thoughts uh definitely i i know that quote very well but ironically it's from uh i know that quote from a fighting game okay uh, one of the characters from one of my favorite games says to see what is right and not do it is want of courage i agree with uh with everything that's said there you know um like I was saying, being consciously aware of where you're going, right? Where he says, you know, to if the fire is extinguished, you know, you might lose yourself on the trail or on the path. Mm -hmm. I think that, again, comes back to the idea that you're being aware of your conscious of your decisions, both morally and maybe not morally. But mm -hmm. I would I would say more morally because, you know, with a quote from Confucius at the end saying, see what is right, not do it, want of courage, mm -hmm. leans back to just being aware that, there is a right decision and a wrong decision inside everybody too. I think that that's a big important thing because a lot of people sometimes say, well, what you might believe to be right or morally correct might be different from what I perceive to be right or morally correct. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a, another thing to point out that it's like that it, your own internal spark of being aware of what, you, what decisions you make in life. So what kind of message does this uh, try to send to uh, different parts of our organization. So I'll, I'll give you three different parts. Uh, the the new soldier just got to Okinawa, uh, straight from AIT. Um, the officer who is commanding a organization and a platoon sergeant. So how 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 does this message speak to them? You think? I would say um, for the 110th role, right? Mm -hmm. I would say that this speaks to them to, or at least for like, for example, the new soldier, I would say that it would be for him to be like, or at least if I was a new soldier and I was coming in, the message that it would speak to me would be that I should be consciously aware of the drive that I have, why I initially signed up for example, enlisted, you know, mm -hmm. everybody's got their own, whether it be for, you know, family reasons, money, or just to get out of their hometown. I think that the, 110th message telling them to be conscious or to not let that fire go out mm -hmm. i would say would speak to maybe a drive like why you you don't you know you know you'd come in and you're fresh you're new you haven't really seen good or bad leadership maybe you, I mean, you've seen it from like you know basic and all that but you're you're fresh and you're ready to experience what what the military has to offer you maybe you have some preconceived notions as to what it's going to be like mm -hmm. but i think that 
the fire that you have within you is so fresh and new that it's important to keep that alive rather than to because you know you hang out with some people that really don't like the organization right they come in and it's not what they thought it was going to be and they start to say oh man the army sucks man the the unit sucks it all sucks you know okinawa this tropical island it sucks and it's like what what are you talking about <laughs> so i think it's it, it'd be more to for a prior a new soldier it would be keep that drive alive i think for a platoon sergeant it would be maybe a reminder of like you know why you're doing it and then as a platoon sergeant you know you're in charge of all the uh, all, all the other sections all the other platoons in, in your um well in your platoon <laughs> and i feel like maybe you get bombarded too much as a platoon sergeant you know you get to, you have so many duties so many things to keep track of so many uh things to do for i'll give you an example my platoon sergeant uh staff sergeant wheeler mm -hmm. has been like she's always doing something trying to help uh, help out the soldiers always trying to make sure that we're always okay and stuff like that and sometimes even putting uh, some of her own work behind just to make sure that we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, I was, I'm going to BLC um, next month and mm -hmm. it's been a hassle to get the packet done and do everything. And at the time where we have like a lot of stuff coming in, even like, you know, PMCS Monday, we have, it's, we should be doing PMCS, all this, mm -hmm. that rollouts. And instead of doing all that, she's like, hey, you know what, for him, this is priority. We need to make sure that we get him there. And sometimes she seems like she might be beaten down, like, you know, oh, I don't know, this is like a lot of stuff to do, but I'm still doing it. I think it's a con that conscience reminder is to be like, hey, keep it going, you know, you're doing good. Mm -hmm. Just that kind of thing. Uh, as for an officer, you know, I feel like in my last duty station, I had a, an officer named Lieutenant Dickerson, who's a really amazing, amazing officer. And nobody really sees a lot of like what lieutenants do. Everybody like kind of sees them and kind of sees them walking around, but nobody really sees or what the officers truly do or what what kind of like paperwork or business they might have going on. I think for an officer, it I feel like it all correlates to the same thing in the end. For me, at least, what the message speaks to is that there is a conscious fire within you. There is a drive. There's some kind of there's something in there within you that you should be consciously aware of. And I think when people read that last one, it might speak to them in different ways. But for me, I think it would speak more or less to a drive or a motivation or passion to do something. Okay. That was well said. That was very detailed. I really appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, we, we, we always have to remember the other people. Uh, sometimes you don't have to have served in certain positions to understand certain stressors that, you know, that goes on inherent with those positions. Hmm. Um, Everybody in the battalion hasn't served as a battalion commander, but one person, mm. and she's doing it right now. And it's it's okay to not understand everything she has to do, but to also have the same respect to know that she has a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And same thing with SAR major, first sergeants, commanders, platoon sergeants, platoon leaders, even the soldier just trying to adjust to the army lifestyle of living, right? So giving each other the respect and... Um, the time and the mentorship and the support they need, uh, even when you like with your platoon sergeant, when you see them, you know, like they're having a kind of like a hard day and stuff, you know, just ask you, hey, are you okay? You know, hey, can I help you out with something, sergeant, ma'am, sir? You know, is it sometimes it it helps even if they don't accept it. Sometimes it helps to know that, you know, they got support. Right. right. Okay. Um, so kind of close things up. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about the book overall? Do, do you think the book is uh, relevant for today? Do you think it's outdated? Do you think that um, we can learn from these 110 rules? 
<laughs> I would think that uh, just with the way everything is worded, more or less, you could tell that the book is definitely dated, but not by its rules. Uh, one of the other rules that we didn't get to, but I really enjoyed hearing was, uh, you know, it's better to be alone than be in bad company. That's something that speaks for itself and is definitely can be applied to, I think, at any given time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better to be if if you have to be by yourself rather than be surrounded by negative company you know mm-hmm. i think that the, there's a lot to take from the book itself and at first it might seem like oh you know it's just this little thin book why would i want to read it and anything mm-hmm. like that you know or i already know everything i don't need to learn anything new mm-hmm. i think that the book does offer um if not new information at least friendly reminders to certain things as well i think it's a it's just a good read in general it's not that long of a book either because i know a lot of people don't like to read in general today so it's also an audible <laughs> <laughs> Quick you're, you're a good example you you listen to it on audible but you know with a busy lifestyle sometimes that's why a lot of people do listen to podcasts um because they they would they would like to read a book but sometimes um they they want the cliff's notes because mm-hmm. they want to be a part of the conversation right. which is why we wanted you to come in because uh though not a lot of people in our formation know of this book or even have the book, uh, we still want to have an open conversation because uh, we're all part of the same team. You know, it's important to uh, talk about what we think uh, these rules mean because maybe we can get on the same page and uh, continue to uh, fight and win armies wars. I agree. I definitely agree. Well, thank you for spending time with us today. I know I know you're probably busy down there in the Echo Company. Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks again. Um, look forward to possibly collaborating again on some other topics and stuff. And uh, we'll just go ahead and sign off for today. All right, sweet. All right. Wow. That was uh, tremendous feedback from the soldiers. Thanks, Sergeant Lytel, for kind of getting these different perspectives from the soldiers and, and from, you know, from really a population that's across and representative of the entire battalion. Uh, let's, let's, let's do a, a, a little point of, a, of reflection here and, and start going down the line on some of the rules uh, that we heard here. Um, I believe the first one was rule number 35, uh, Corporal uh, Tariski. Commander Sergeant Major, what do you think? What what? Okay. <laughs> so Corporal Tariski chose uh, the rule 35 as the Colonel mentioned. Let your discourse with men of business be short and comprehensive. I agree. <laughs> and and that's, I should just end it at that so that I'm short and, and comprehensive. Look, you know, the one thing that I love that Corporal Tereski brought up uh, with his comments and how he understood this was when he talked about you got to be concise and direct to ensure that everyone understands the intent and that everyone is on the same page. That is effective communication in a nutshell, folks. And that is, if you start talking for my sergeant's first classes out there and and senior enlisted leaders, that's how it needs to be done to ensure that your commanders understand what is going on so that they can make good decisions and visualize and all that other fun stuff that commanders love to do. So with that, I think that, that Corporal Tereski hit it on the head, and I absolutely agree with him. Short and concise, and so with that, I'm going to end it because I can talk forever, okay? But, ma'am, so I know that the next one we've got is PFC Demi uh, chose rule number 56. What you got on that one? Absolutely. Associate yourself with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation. I can't agree with this more. This is one of my favorite 
favorite rules. In fact, I think in my book that I have at home, this one is highlighted because it's all about putting the right people in your orbit, people in your orbit that will encourage you, that will motivate you, that will make you reach for the stars and, and, and take chances and take risks. And PFC Demi, your interpretation of it is spot on. In your army life, if you put yourself with people of good quality and leadership, you can get far in your career. And, and you know, PFC Demi, you know, for, for having that kind of vision and, and that kind of, um, you know, insight at such a young age, I know that you're gonna, you're gonna go far. Um, you know, that's, that's leading into my next rule. I'm gonna take over uh, rule number 37 that was commented on by Sergeant Neal. In speaking to men of quality, do not lean nor look them full in the face nor approach too near them at lest keep a full pace from them. And I know you talked a little bit about space, giving people space, but the part that I centered on and focused on in, in your interpretation, Sergeant Neal, was humility, humbleness, bending the knee and, and how important that is to remain approachable. As a leader, if you're not approachable, if your soldiers don't trust you to approach you with problems or questions that they have, if, if you're unable to bend the knee and remain humble uh, for your soldiers and, and give them that space, you won't be successful. So I think that in, in that regard, that's a fantastic, uh, a fantastic rule to comment on. Sergeant Neal, excellent, excellent choice. Um, I'm going to pass it back to, to Command Sergeant Major, who I know uh, Specialist Montano from Echo Company had a couple of uh, really good selections uh, for quotes um, for, for his rules. CSM? Yes, the first one that he chose was number 50. Uh, this one, I really like this one. So this one is, be not hasty to believe flying reports to the disparagement of any. And I hope I said dis disparagement correctly. It's a good word. It's a good word. It's a good word. <laughs> Don't make me say it three times fast. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I couldn't agree with what Sergeant Montano said more. Um, and and he goes on to, to explain that you have to make the judgment yourself. You have to come with your own opinion of someone else or, or something else. And he, I, golly, I wish, I wish, I could talk about this all day. He, Sergeant Montano was, was perfect when, when he discussed this. Um, often within your career, often within your life, you're going to have people approach you and give you their opinion of someone else. Or they're gonna give you an opinion of something else. And you can take it and run with it. But if you do that, um, you, you, you're, you're, you're not giving that person a chance or you're not giving whatever is being discussed a chance. Okay. You have to make that decision yourself. That person owes is you owe that person, um, that, that you make the decision and judgment on someone else yourself. And then when it comes to like Sergeant Lytell talked about propaganda and news and media, you have to fact check some things, you know, you can't believe everything that someone says you know so so it is it is super important that as people come to you with rumors or you hear a whole bunch of stuff when like when the colonel and i talk about situations well so and so said this and then someone else said said this yeah. there's one thing that the colonel and i always say the truth is somewhere in the middle, in the middle. 
truth is always somewhere in the middle so don't make an opinion on on something or on someone until you hear all sides of the story and then you see things for yourself and then you make a judgment call on something some story or someone don't let people influence you in that manner that you don't even have your own voice that you can't even make up your own decision about something um, so make sure that you empower yourself and and you you and you alone make that decision um, loved it Sergeant Montano thank you uh, so the next one was rule 110 one of one of the boss's favorites this is one of my favorites and it's it's the last one and I, I'm so glad that that at um, sergeant Montano specialist specialist Montano. Montano. did I say sergeant you've been saying sergeant this whole oh time. my gosh Montano I promoted you Woo -woo, somebody <laughs> ma'am <laughs> we're gonna have to go sign the orders <laughs> put it on my desk I want to see that 47 oh. soon Montano I'm sorry okay specialist Montano <laughs> you have wisdom beyond your years sergeant Montano I'm gonna call Montano. special Montagna. You have wisdom beyond your years. Rule 110 is the final rule in George Washington's Rules of Civility and Decent Behavior. It's Rule 110. Um, and, and your interpretation of, so, so labor to keep alive in your breast that little spark of celestial fire called conscience. This, this rule is genius um, because it calls to mind for me as a leader, purpose, direction, and motivation. You know, that's what it directly trans translates. That that comes from something that's internal to you. It comes from your background and how you came up and who you learned from and who inspires you and who who drives you. Whether whether it's your family, whether it's 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 God, it's it's your spirituality. It is something that comes from inside of us. It is something that makes us uniquely human. It's something that makes us uniquely ourselves. And so that's why it's labor, labor to keep it alive. It's something that you work on and cultivate every day to get better, to improve yourself, to learn, a constant, constant place to learn. And that really, that is, it's, it's celestial. It is beyond our world. It is something that is above us and beyond us and something that we will always strive to understand. So the selection of rules by the Snake Eye Soldiers for this particular podcast is it's through the roof. I love it. I love this discussion. We're going to come down and also ask other leaders in the battalion something, you know, to, to kind of reflect on some of these rules of civility and decent behavior for our next coming episodes, our future episodes as well, mm. because so many of these rules um, are, are so relevant uh, to today. CSM, what do you think? I, I think that, yes, ma'am. Short and concise. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, I also think, or I, I recommend that maybe we, we give them some of our picks as well. Yeah. Even though a lot of your picks, the soldiers already picked. They already picked, It's yeah. like they got the vibe. They there, do. Um, well, the Save Wayne Blake yes. soldiers. Mine, mine are extremely simple because it's something that I can easily understand. So, uh, yeah, maybe for the next one, we, we talk about some of, of the ones that we pick as well. Absolutely. Okay. Well, soldiers, thanks again for listening in and tuning in. Uh, you know, we, we love this opportunity to, to reach out and, and talk to you guys through, through this podcast. We hope you get to listen and tune in again next time. Appreciate it. First Among Equals. Bye.